2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So there's an interesting strategy taking place in the world of football. They're playing to you. They're playing to your interests. They're talking to you. We'll get into that for you. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making this a part of your Saturday morning into the afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack com the way tire buying should be so there's this thing called the cheap pop right that's what it's called it's called a cheap pop and basically what it is is you appeal to wherever you are you play to the crowd so you'll see this it could be a comedian it could be a, some you know a musician a singer it could be a professional wrestler a UFC fighter a boxer you name it if you have a live audience there you play to the crowd. You saw a lot of that at the Super Bowl parade. To where the Chiefs were playing to the crowd, they were playing to Kansas City, all of it's called the cheap pop. So to give you an example, if you happen to be in 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 you know Chicago, Illinois. What's up Chicago? And then everybody just uh, you know, like you're playing to that crowd. Like you want to be able to talk to them. Like, certain people will sell merchandise that's strictly sold and designed for that local area. And they'll kind of move... Because you want to be able to play to that audience, play to the crowd, get them interested in you. And the way to do that is to appeal to their interests. It's called the cheap pop. Oldest trick of the book. Now, if you are at a live performance... It's why there was those want to get away commercials back in the day where the guy shouted out Detroit and he was in Columbus, Ohio or something like that. You got to make sure you're in the right place. You got to make sure you do it right because you don't want to look like a horse's ass. And next thing you know, you confuse the town, the community, whatever place you were at. Now you've pissed everybody off. But if executed, it's the easiest way to get everybody behind you. And they're trying that in the world of football right now. And guess who the crowd is? It's you. If I were to say, what has been the biggest issue with the NFL over the past couple of years? And in fact, if I were to say to you, what's been the biggest issue with the NFL? I mean, a real issue over the past week or two weeks. What would your first reaction be? Oh, officiating. Yeah, it's got to be officiating. I mean, major issue in officiating. I mean, they're getting these calls wrong. They're screwing this up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever side of the fence you fall on with the holding penalty, uh, Bradbury on Juju Smith-Schuster, that would be the big issue in the NFL over the past, I would say, couple of weeks, few weeks, few months, couple of years. There's always a bitch about officiating. Always. It's always there. You see what the XFL is doing? The XFL is hearing you. The XFL is playing to you as the audience. The XFL is trying to get a cheap pop out of you. So the XFL starts this weekend. And in fact, I think the first game kicks off in like an hour. Who's playing? Who cares? It's just football. right? I I think it's like the the Arlington... uh, street cones versus the san antonio pocket protectors who the hell knows who cares it's the xfl but they're kicking off in a little bit and you know one of the things that they've done they're letting everything be challenged so dean blandino who's heavily involved in all this says that one time per game, there's an all-in challenge. And any officiating decision, a coach, if they have a timeout remaining, they can challenge that decision. So all of the stuff that you've seen that we've been told by people in the NFL, well, that's not challengeable and that's not reviewable and this isn't this and this isn't that, the XFL saying, oh, no, 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 we're going to try this out. We're going to give this a spin. And it's been something I've said should be on the table in the NFL, and I don't know what's taken so long. Bill Belichick's been one of the most vocal about it and has said, everything should be reviewable. You should have the ability to challenge everything. Now, you don't get unlimited challenges because that way, you know, these games are going to take seven hours. And who's got seven hours? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, I love the NFL, but I'm not sitting around for seven hours watching a game just because they can't figure out whether or not some guy grabbed a face mask. Not doing it. But the XFL is saying, no, we're going to give you the opportunity. If you've got a timeout left, you can challenge anything. You don't like a call an official made? Challenge it. We're going to give you the chance to make that decision. And Belichick has been on board with this for years, pounding the table. Why don't we challenge everything? Why are there certain things you can review, certain things you could challenge, and certain things you can't? And the XFL has seen the issues with officiating, and they've addressed it and said, okay, we hear you. We're going to play to your interests. We're going to go ahead and at least make a step towards correcting an issue. So good for the XFL. It's a good move. They're playing to you. And by the way, they're not finished. And neither is the USFL, which is kicking off in April. If I were to also present the question to you, worst rule in football, what do you believe is the worst rule in football? What would your answer be? Because I'll tell you what mine is. The dumbest rule that's never made any sense on any level for anybody whatsoever. When you fumble the ball out of bounds, not only... Does the ball go back to the 20, but the other team who didn't recover it gets possession of the football? Dumbest rule in football. Never understood it. Makes no sense on any level. You fumble the ball out of the end zone. It's not recovered by anybody. And not only are you punished, but the other team is gifted 20 yards and possession. What? It's never made sense. Nobody likes it. I can't find anybody that's a proponent for it anywhere. I've asked Mike Pereira about it. He was on Fox Sports Radio years ago. I said, hey, Mike, can I, like, why is this never changed? Like, it doesn't make any sense. He goes, well, it's on the table every single year. And it's kind of one of those things. They just, uh, yeah, that's cool and all. But, hey, what about, you know, uh, we've really got to make an emphasis on hands to the face. Okay, but what about this one? Yeah, 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 that's cool. But what about like hands to the face? What about, you know, illegal contact? What about a five to a 15 yard face? Like all of these different things that are implemented that we've seen throughout the years. And the most obvious and glaring dumb rule in football fumble the ball out of bounds in the end zone, lose possession, and the other team gets 20 yards is still there. Why? No clue. But in the XFL? In the USFL kicking off in April, guess what? Not happening. Not on their watch. They've decided if this ball goes out of bounds, you don't get to just lose the football and grant the other team the 20 yards. No, 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 no. You regain possession, and you're not going to be punished to the full extent when somebody else who doesn't recover the football is given the football for no reason whatsoever. So you've got multiple examples where you've got two other football leagues who have seen glaring issues in the NFL and have said, we hear you, check. We hear you again on the dumbest rule in football, check. That's our version of the cheap pop. We know what irritates you, and we're going to play to your interests. Now, is this mean that you're all of a sudden going to not watch the NFL and watch these two leagues because of this? Absolutely not. In fact... I would go as far as to say, if the USFL and the XFL came to you and said, we'll pay you a hundred bucks a game just to watch our product, we ask that you never watch an NFL game again. You would hang up the phone so fast and say, I'd rather pay for a YouTube ticket or whatever the hell they're going to call it next year to be able to watch the NFL than get paid to watch you over the NFL. So I'm not saying you're just going to walk away from the league. It's not happening. The NFL is not going anywhere. But at least you've got two other alternatives who have heard you, who have seen the complaints, and at least they're making a step forward. And that, my friends, is called the cheap pop in the world of football right now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. And you can get me on Twitter at Knox at Knox on Twitter. So we are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. We got the usuals coming up later on. Got another edition of Do You Care? We've also got an update on Knox Locks, how we finished out. And major major issues with something that's happened in the NFL over the past week. We're going to get to that involved in Knox locks and we're going to have the scraps. It's all yours here. A two hour extravaganza on a Saturday, but there's a situation in the NFL that as much as everybody wants to try and explain it to you, it still doesn't make sense. And the answer they're giving you doesn't add up. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. That's next.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the Grey depression, anxiety, so now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it, give it words, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now, we're going to get the truth, right? You're not going to get this anywhere else. We are going to get the truth about a major controversy in the world of sports. So that'll be coming up here a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. So there's this thing in the NFL... And I, look, I, I already know this is probably going to piss some people off or they're going to say, well, no, it's pretty obvious what is happening here, because you're you're being told what the reason is by a lot of people. And there are just so many holes in the story that it doesn't add up to me. And I feel like there's something we don't know and something we're not being told. Eric Bieniemy just got hired by the Washington Commanders to be their offensive coordinator to be their assistant head coach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people are wondering, well, why does he have to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere else? Why can't he just be a head coach? Like, why, why doesn't he get the opportunities? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And some people would say, well, you know, he, he doesn't call plays, which that doesn't add up. So there's like so many layers to this story that don't add up at all. So the, well, he doesn't call plays, that doesn't add up. You want to know why that doesn't add up? Because neither did Andy Reid when he got the job. Neither did Doug Peterson when he got hired as a head coach. Like, there there are multiple examples of coaches who weren't the play caller who got opportunities as head coaches elsewhere. Okay, so it's like, like you look at that and you go, well, the, the play calling thing doesn't add up. And so, of course, what everybody goes to is, well, it must be a race issue. Like, clearly it must be a race issue. Okay, then if it's a race issue, then why is he being interviewed for head coaching opportunities? Like, he's been interviewed multiple times by multiple teams for their head coaching vacancies. And then some of those teams went and hired minority candidates. Like, the guy who got the job was a minority in a lot of these places. And it's like, okay, well, that kind of has holes in it. Like, well, no, 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 no. It's clearly a race issue. Oh, all right, like, but Ryan Poles, who was with the Kansas City Chiefs, he went to Chicago to be the GM there. You you would think he's got familiarity with with Eric Bieniemy. And by the way, Ryan Poles is black. So why wouldn't he have hired Eric Bieniemy if that were the case? He hired Matt Eberflus. Like, so they're just. So none of it adds up, but you're hearing all of these different reasons being pushed out there and none of it adds up. And the one I want to know that, that doesn't add up to me, why is Eric Bannami leaving Kansas city? Like, I, I like, that's strange. Why is he leaving Kansas city? I'm like, like what about that makes sense? Well, he's got to because it's the only place he he needs to go somewhere else to call plays so he can change the narrative. But again, the calling plays thing doesn't add up. Well, the the race thing, there's holes in that. That doesn't add up. So what's really going on here? And it makes me believe that there's something going on that we're not being told. Now, you've heard this from other places, it's not like this is breaking news, but there is the real possibility and the real conversations that have been had that Eric B is not good at in interviews. That's been talked about and people try and undervalue the interview process and how you can win a job via the interview process. When we've seen other examples, black and white multiple times over where somebody goes into an interview Blows the team away, and next thing you know, they get the job. Case in point, Mike Tomlin, Sean McVay. Mike Tomlin was not thought to be a legitimate candidate for Pittsburgh. They brought him in to do their due diligence, to just try and have a discussion. They'd heard some good things. Well, we'll see how this goes. They were blown away. Mike Tomlin got the job, and he's never looked back. Sean McVay and the Rams... Sean McVay was just the Rams bringing in some other people, some offensive binds. Maybe they could work with Jared Goff to try and fix whatever issues they were because he was the number one pick and they wanted to make it work. I, was, I live in Southern California, was out here. The Rams are based in Thousand Oaks, where I live. Nobody thought McVay was a legitimate candidate until his first interview. And then the discussion became, they really like this guy who came from Washington, who's been in the NFL and has got family ties to the NFL. They really like him. Brought him in for a second interview, rest is history. So the interview process matters. Like, you can make or break it in an interview. I've had good interviews, and I've had bad interviews. I'm not going to say what station it was. I had an over-the-phone interview with a radio station Years and years and years ago, and I literally hung up the phone and said out loud to myself, I remember where I was, I was in my room, I hung up the phone and said out loud to myself, F that one up pretty good, and I never heard back from that, that station again, ever. Didn't hear back from that program director, didn't hear back from anybody at the station, because I knew I bombed that interview. The interview process matters. I believe that something happened in Kansas City. And the reason Eric Bieniemy is leaving Kansas City to go elsewhere. You can say it's got to do with play calling and all the other things. I think Eric Bieniemy maybe doesn't have the greatest relationship with Patrick Mahomes and maybe some people in Kansas City, which is why he's leaving. I think that's also part of what's happening here. Because it would make sense. I'll tell you this right now. There were discussions about whether or not Andy Reid was coming back this year. Meaning this next upcoming season. If we're already at the point where it's one year at a time with Andy Reid, if I were Eric Bieniemy, I'd rather stay in Kansas City. Who's going to be the heir apparent? And find me a better job out there with a better quarterback in the NFL than getting to work with Patrick Mahomes. And if you're Kansas City, wouldn't that make the most sense? If Andy Reid's moving on, he decides to step down, and you want to keep this thing rolling for the next 10 years, don't you want to have the guy who's been in the trenches with Patrick Mahomes all of these years? Like, Wouldn't you rather have him take the reins and continue on? Like That, to me, would make the most sense. If I was Eric Bieniemy, I'd say, no, 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 I don't want to go anywhere. I get it. I don't call plays. That's fine. I know there's these other opportunities. I'd rather stay here. Why make a lateral move to Washington and not just wait your turn and be the heir apparent? It's like John Shire at Duke. It was always going to be, hey, when Mike Shashevsky moves on, who's going to be the last one standing to take the job? John Shire was there. Now he's the Duke head coach. If I were B.I. I'm looking at all the other options and openings and I'm thinking I'll just wait my turn. The fact that he's leaving tells me maybe the relationship with certain people in Kansas City isn't as good as everybody's telling you it is. There was some speculation if Eric B.I. was even going to be back this past year. Why? I'm like you don't think if I'm Kansas City, I just want a Super Bowl. If you have an option to keep your coordinator, wouldn't you want to keep your coordinator? I, I, I would. Ask Philadelphia, ask Nick Sirianni right now whether or not he'd like to have his offensive and defensive coordinators back for next year. Hell yes. So if the option's on the table, why isn't it happening? I believe we're not being told something. And that the relationship between Eric Bieniemy and the Kansas City Chiefs and people in Kansas City isn't all that it's cracked out to be. Because everybody's trying to tell you that it's, well, it's race or it's play calling or it, like there's all these different reasons behind why he's leaving. And none of it adds up to me. I think there's more to the story. Whether or not we find out what that more of the story is, I don't know. Whether him and Patrick Holmes really don't get along at all, and that's not being discussed. But whatever the case may be, Eric Bieniemy is now an offensive coordinator in Washington. When if you really wanted to be a head coach, there's no job out there right now that's better than being the OC in Kansas City and the heir apparent to Andy Reid when he steps down in the next year or two to work with Patrick Mahomes. But for some reason, this is the decision, and I don't think we're being told everything. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross! With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. All right, so we are going to get... The truth. We are going to get an answer to one of the most recent sports controversies that's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you, Monsi. Where is it? Uh, did we miss the cue? All right. Hold on. Get ready. Monsi. <laughs> Let the update take you over, Malano.
2: It does take me over. It really does. <laughs> Damn. Hey, by the way, let me tell you something.
3: It's been a while since we've done that. Yes, it has. Next hour, we will perfect it. Oh, right. I This will I be believe perfected it. by next hour. Of I'm course. You that right yeah. now. No,
2: no, we'll no. Get it. We'll
1: get it right next time.
2: We will yeah, get it right. right. It's been a while. Just,
3: yeah, bear with us. We don't get these opportunities. Monsi, by the way, <laughs> out of the kindness of her heart willingly wanted to stay up until 6am a couple of <laughs> nights this week not and then all. wanted to be here on Saturday. She yes. was really into it. Oh,
2: I was yeah, I was like I have not worked with uh Jonas Knox in so long, I must get my fix and <laughs> I put her. it all in one week. So I won't by see the, you for months, okay? <laughs> but
3: by the way, you should have seen her when Monty was was done <laughs> and leaving yesterday at 6am. Oh, she rough. wanted no part of anybody in the building. Nope. I got to get the hell out of here and get some sleep. Oh, and I you know what you. I d- yeah. you,
2: you know what I did? I took a 3 hour nap, and I went to work at the Dodgers. Yeah,
3: look so, at you, grinding. Yeah, wow.
2: I was, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it, but I'm here. I'm kicking, I'm alive. A lot of college hoops going on right now, Jonas, and I mean a lot. Number yeah. 10, Tennessee is losing to Kentucky, 47 to 34, with about 14 minutes left in the game. Number 6, Texas taking on Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is up 22 to 21, about 8 minutes to go in the first half. Number 19, Iowa State number 12, Kansas State going at it. Iowa State is up 15-13, eight minutes to go in the first half. While number 15, Miami, is kind of losing a little bit, kind of, because it's only two points. Wake Forest is up 27 to 25, eight minutes left in the first half of that one. While number 22, TCU, is beating Oklahoma State 24 to 21, eight minutes to go in the first half. Three games already in the books, and two of them survived, and I mean survived. Number seven, Virginia, they held on and beat Notre Dame 57 to 55. Number 14, Indiana survived because Illinois had a wide open three to tie the game and missed. So Indiana came out on top 71 to 68. Number 20, UConn outscored Seton Hall 64 to 55. A little NFL news. How about this? Sports Illustrated is reporting that the New Orleans Saints have interest in free agent quarterback Baker Mayfield. All right. Woot, woot.
3: Baker in New Orleans? How about that? huh Why not? I mean, look, uh, as long as he's not running from cops in Arkansas, I think we're gonna be fine. (laughs)
2: I think I I agree. I agree. Everything's gonna be okay. And I 100% agree with you about Eric the Enemy. I don't understand. Why it's make weird. the lateral move? I it's don't just get it. Weird.
3: Like, if if you know Andy Reid's gonna be leaving, right. like, I'd rather sit it out. Like, what's wrong yeah. with winning another Super Bowl while you're waiting for your turn?
2: And Andy Reid was asked about it after the Super Bowl, and he was like, "I hope he can go somewhere where he can run the show." To me, that was saying, "Don't take a lateral, you know, job. Don't take a lateral move. Wait." Wait, yeah. that's how I took that. And I, yeah. I couldn't believe. I, I was so confused.
3: Yeah, it's just it's a weird situation very through weird. and through. Uh, yeah, it, it, is, it, uh, is, it is what th- it is, you know. Thank you. That's
2: what
3: it is. <laughs> uh, Coach Reed uh, joining us here on a Saturday. Very well, kind of very him kind. to do so. Uh, by the way, we're going to have another edition of uh, Do You Care coming up here in about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. But, Monty, I got to ask you this. Okay, so, let's chat. So, so we figured... Mm. Let's ask an expert. Mm-hmm. All right, let's ask He's somebody really. in the know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really.
2: So this Actually, is, really.
3: By the way, this is going to be the most <laughs> randomly and possibly uncomfortable question I've ever asked anybody on the air. Right. Huh? <laughs> this is so. This is so odd. All right, that we're even discussing this, but hey,
2: it, no, we have to.
3: Tiger Woods mm-hmm. is in the news, mm-hmm. and not because he returned to play and returned to action. Um, and Tiger Woods, yeah, he made the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, spotted <laughs> handing Justin Thomas a tampon on the golf course as kind of a prank, as kind of a, uh, you know, I outdrove you, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people are really outraged by that. And I thought <laughs> instead of. Myself or Danny G or Iowa Sam trying to break down whether or not you should be offended by Tiger Woods slipping somebody else a tampon and then having to apologize afterwards because there was outrage. I figured uh. Monty would know way more about this topic than we would, <laughs> yeah. and would probably have a better vantage point on this than we would. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta know. Your thoughts on the outrage over Tiger Woods slipping Justin Thomas a tampon on the golf course?
2: The outrage is stupid. It is so stupid. When I first saw the picture, this was before the outrage. when I first saw the picture, I thought it was so funny. I was not offended by it at all. <laughs> I, I was like, what a rude joke to your friend. Clearly, this was supposed to be something funny. listen, I understand, you know, power to the ladies. I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying that they're that that I um you know I'm against the the women and this. it's just scientifically, we know that men are stronger than women. Just, there's no other way around it. So sometimes you use- Speak for yourself. <laughs> some, you know, this you. is clearly, he's making fun of him and saying that he is stronger and, you know, throwing him a tampon. I was not offended by it at all. At all, at all, at all. I thought it was funny. I actually talked about it with my girlfriend last night who's not into sports at all. And I told her the joke or I told her what happened. I was like, are you offended by it? She's like, no, I just don't think it's funny. But I don't care. And I was like, yeah, that that's a normal reaction. You don't think it's funny. Okay, but to get mad about it? I didn't understand that. I am trying to think I am outraged.
3: Wh- what the uh, comp would be. Like is it like if uh, if you handed your girlfriend a jock strap and then I said I got offended. I'm trying to think what the comp I, would be. I just don't you it's know? and
2: I get why people like I I know I don't get it, but the whole argument is like, "Oh, you're, you know, you're talking smack about women." I didn't take it that way. <laughs> I I thought he, it was very clear what he was saying like, you know, you might need this because I out you. you. <laughs> like, and, and,
3: and by the way, the, the fact that he brought a prop with him to the I golf know. course, I think is pretty funny as well, too. And, like, the, you know, just
2: <laughs> and the fact, y'all don't know this, but the one he handed him is the most uncomfortable tampon in the world. Sam, Sam
3: was telling me that before the show. It's, so it, I believe it. it. Is yeah, like, that is corroborated. It is a cardboard.
2: To... It is a cardboard. Y'all don't understand, <laughs> which makes it to me even funnier. It is a cardboard. I'm not kidding that he handed him.
4: Oh man It <laughs> is So you're saying He got it at the Dollar Tree
2: what? Yes great. He got it at the Dollar Tree And it's just Oh my Oh my Well goodness. I mean listen
3: Tiger is known for being A little bit frugal uh, Being a little bit of a Cheapskate if you uh, Depending on who you ask So the fact that he That he went to a, a Dollar Tree or a 99 cent store To pick up a uh, A tampon To yep. give to Justin Thomas I mean At least he saved a little bit Of money on the On the prop He might have you know? He
2: might have got it For 50 cents You know what I mean And they will dispose uh, vending machine at a restroom Because I mean look if, Can
3: yeah. you get a whoopee cushion like I'm thinking Of other props like prop jokes like Sam you have a bunch of props on you've got like fake Cat crap and a whoopee cushion can You get that stuff at the Dollar Tree or like A 99 cent uh, store or do you got to go probably. somewhere Like no you okay. can probably like there's always a toy aisle at dollar stores you could probably get some Fake poo So <laughs> I got some fake poo
4: in my bag right now.
3: That's good. Do, That's do you really?
4: Good. I do. Yeah. That's a drop.
3: That's for Hold you, energy.
4: That's Hold on an a audio drop.
3: Sam, I was kidding. You I'll you take a really, picture of it. You really? I do found have it. Fake I was crap. gonna throw.
4: I was gonna. I was gonna prank you with it. I'll, I'll. I'll take a picture with it and send it to you.
3: You
2: really carry around fake crap? thought oh, you in were your kidding! Bag?
4: What a nerd! <laughs> what? Yeah, he's showing oh it to no. us right now, oh <laughs> poop right here. No,
2: he does have poop in his hands. <laughs> do you have a, a magic kit
4: from Disneyland in there
2: too? <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, take poop
3: again. <laughs> Sam, Sam, please take a picture and and put that on Twitter, please. All right, so I'll, everybody I'll knows everyone. you're not lying here. All right, we'll do. It. Um, all right. So the final verdict, Monty, not offended
2: at all. Stop okay. being sensitive, people. It was a joke between friends. Relax.
3: There it is. Relax.
2: We're, it was funny. And if you didn't think it was funny, then you didn't think it was funny. No need to be a
3: can we get a round of applause for the voice of reason here? Goodness. Voice of reason on the on the discussion here. Come round on. of applause Come for the on. great Monty Bolaños. Diggs. Providing some some sanity yeah. to this crazy sports world. And then you apologize. So
2: ridiculous. Ridiculous.
3: Yeah. It's unfortunate. People don't know how to
2: have fun anymore.
3: No, they don't. They, we do on this show though. Oh right? yeah. I mean we have poop. And, yeah, we got fake crap. Somebody <laughs> carries fake crap in their, in their Jansport on the way to work. <laughs>
2: Poop again!
3: For God's sakes. All right, it is uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Tire studios. You can get me on Twitter, at Knox at Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, though, it's another edition of Do You Care? Always a weekly tradition on a Saturday. Don't miss
1: it. It's yours right here on FSR.
3: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up top of next hour here from the TireRack.com studios. We are going to have an update on one of the major complaints in the NFL over the past couple of weeks. Because there's a lot of people out there that are focused on one thing. They're really focused on this incident that's taken place in the NFL. But let me tell you something. There's more to the story right somebody really got royally screwed in all of this and I'll tell you who that was again coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now or excuse me top of next hour a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio but right now it is time for a weekly tradition we do it every single Saturday and it's called this
4: There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do
3: you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer with the best pipes in all of radio, the one and only Danny G.
4: The microphone throttler. Yeah, it is nice to be back from Phoenix, where I got to meet all five of Jonas's kids. That's right. That was awesome, dude. That was a huge stroller.
3: Well, I mean, the other three couldn't make it. You know, they were uh, they, they were at the bar at the hotel, so yeah, we couldn't make it. But no, that was fun. Uh,
4: <laughs> hopefully, it was the hotel Maller stayed at, which was a cannabis-friendly <laughs> hotel. His wife, she made it's a mistake. Soft. She thought that it was, like, cannabis-free. It was (laughs) cannabis-friendly. So they had a guy on the turntables at the pool named Weed Man, and it was a huge party thrown by, guess who, Heisman, but H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N.
3: Oh, it's so good. Take a guess. Yeah, Heisman. uh,
4: Ricky Williams. (laughs) Oh, was it really? Yes, it was. Oh, good for him. Hey,
3: well, I I did Um, hear there was... So I I heard from multiple Fox Sports Radio employees that may have had to switch up where they were staying. As soon as they got to the place that they had booked, because they realized, yeah, this is not in the part of town I want to be in. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, kind of venture out somewhere else. But it was a good time, and we got to hang out. Uh, you guys, uh, you on Cavino and Rich, got to have a nice little chauffeur. Uh, you got a ride from a listener. Oh, it was cool. We, we didn't get any of that because nobody was up at four in the morning. So yeah, we were not. We were not as lucky. But uh, it was a good time nonetheless.
4: All right, I'm gonna start this with one Super Bowl question. After the big game, some people. people. People took to social media to ask for Terry Bradshaw's head on a platter because he told Andy Reid to waddle over onto the championship stage. He called him big guy. He said, "We're going to get you a burger." He also called him old. (laughs) no filter unless these guys are old friends or something we just don't know about it do you care
3: not really like that's i don't care look they 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 have to have some pre-existing relationship in order to go that direction like nobody just says that and it's not like you know terry bradshaw and andy Reid have never spoken before nobody just says that and 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 just does it because i don't know my grandfather
4: did before he passed away
3: Oh, he would just say it to random well, people? Some
4: older people lo- lose, you know discreetness They just have no filter or yeah, they don't either, care.
3: It's, it's either that or you're Don Rickles and you really just don't care. And that's part of the bit. And I don't, I don't, I just don't know that Terry Bradshaw would go that direction with Andy. Reed. Like you gotta, you gotta remember Andy Reed was coaching in the NFC for so long. He went to all those NFC championship games. He went to a Super Bowl with the Eagles. I'm almost positive. Terry Bradshaw was a part of the Fox network even back then. They've talked before, like they've had discussions before. The idea that he's just gonna, you know, throw that at Andy Reid at, at, during the time of shine for his one of his biggest moments in his career, I just find hard to believe. Next,
4: all right, your Chicago Bears officially bought nice the three hundred twenty six acre Arlington Park property, but there are still several questions that need to be answered about the project before they break ground. Do you care? No, I don't.
3: Listen, who gives a. This is great. My favorite part is that they've got the mayor, by the way, I don't know a lot of people that happen to be big fans of the mayor there, but they've got the mayor saying, well, don't worry about it because we're going to go ahead and uh, they're going to renovate soldier field and and we'll make sure that we stay there. And it's They've already bought this property. They've already put out a design of what the new setup would look like. there, soldier field is, needs to be redone they need to get something else in the works they also want to try and have super bowls there and it's never going to happen on the lakefront in february that's never going to be the case this is all what this is about and i got and for bear fans all they want to know is what are you doing with the number one pick and is Justin Fields going to get traded and are you actually going to like build around him unlike what you've done in the past? That's the big story there. Not this property at an old horse track where the Bears are trying to tell everybody that they've got a chance of getting a Super Bowl because it's not going to be on the water. Next!
4: All right, tonight is the 2023 Slam Dunk Contest featuring stars like Trey Murphy, Jericho Sims, and Mac McClung. Do you give a rat's ass? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I like, don't this, give a rat's ass. It
3: just, I feel like we've seen everything at the dunk contest. Un- unless there's something that, that, we, that nobody else has thought of, we've seen people cover their eyes. We've seen people jump from the free throw line. We've seen people jump over cars, jump over uh, human beings. We've seen somebody blow a candle out uh, on the back of the basket. We've seen a guy hang from the rim, Vince Carter, from his elbow. We've seen everything. What more can you possibly possibly do that hasn't already been done i just can't get excited about this stuff anymore
4: next all right covino from cnr was in hawaii on monday Uh, he was there for a wedding the girl who won the bouquet toss dove to make the catch like justin jefferson Women or men who go all out at weddings? Do you care? Yes, I think it's awesome. Yeah.
3: I think it, look, if if you have to have it, I think that's great. I was at a wedding. <laughs> I was at a wedding where literally the bouquet went up, and everybody—it was like it was a pipe bomb. Everybody just scattered. Nobody wanted to catch it. It literally hit the floor, and the and the bride was looking around, going, "Are you guys serious? Like this is like this is how this is going? Like nobody wanted any part of it. So the fact that she laid out to make the grab, and it was. This successful catch didn't hit the ground correct like there was she no had uh, control of it okay good then we'll take that that's a successful catch and good for her I'd also like to say that I was having a conversation with you guys with Cavino and Rich and we we have something in common Big jacket aficionados. We oh, were I talking you were about.
4: You s- say you and Covino, big mirrors that you stare into. Well,
3: I mean, listen, there might be that as well, too. But we were talking about jackets. So if you guys ever want to, at some point during the year, have a jacket conversation about the best jackets, which ones fit the best, I'm just telling you, I'm here for it. If you guys ever want to have that discussion on the air for Covino and Rich, it is hour two of the program coming up next year on FSR.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: You know, there's the real controversy in the NFL that's not getting discussed here. While everybody's focused on one incident, we will get into that for you coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Saturday afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until the end of the hour, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched, an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, so, to give you a little bit of a, some feedback here on the show, uh, Iowa Sam has posted the picture. Uh, we were having the discussion earlier about, you know, just props, certain props you could use for your comedy. Uh, that was a discussion that we had following Tiger Woods being spotted handing Justin Thomas a tampon at a golf tournament over the past couple of days, having to apologize afterwards. And Iowa Sam said, that he was, in fact, carrying in his bag a piece of fake dog crap to try and prank on somebody. We doubted his authenticity, and we were proven wrong. You can go to Twitter right now. At Iowa Sam 99, you can go to Twitter and see for yourself as Iowa Sam actually is, in fact walking around with fake crap in his possession. I mean, Sam, it's true. Like here, that's why the I best, have a backpack, so I can carry stuff way, like that. By the way, the best part about All the you posting, you posting the pic is when people see it on Twitter, they're going to notice that it's on a blue surface. Yeah, that's our kitchen. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. so yeah, it's not. It's not real poop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's I
3: mean,
4: fake and it contrasts nicely with the, uh, the kitchen. I mean, uh, why, why do you,
3: why do you just put it on the, in the microwave at this point, you know, just see what happens. <laughs> and because... Jonas,
4: I just warned Mike Harmon not to shake Sam's hand. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've been handling this thing. <laughs> oh, right. right. Like, yeah, there, yeah, Buzzer in my hand too.
3: Do you have a, do you ever, do you have a hand buzzer? No, do you really no, have no, one. No. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you could go see for yourself. He was not lying. He is in fact carrying around uh, fake crap. He also has a is. camera
4: that shoots water.
3: He does. I uh, did have one that. of those as a kid. <laughs> he's got that. He's got the whoopee cushion. He's got everything you could possibly want. So that is your uh, your prop comic update here on Twitter. Also, uh, just some positive feedback before we get to this story in the NFL. Uh, some people are uh, chiming in on the show. Craig writes in, quote, bleep, <laughs> pull smoking Joni. <laughs> Do us all a favor and join your bleep boy toy, Aaron Rodgers, on his bleep darkness retreat, and hopefully both of you become bleep ravaged by these UFOs. He said that? Tony writes in, Go hitchhike over to Riviera and pick up your tampon from your bleep tiger and put it to use already in your bleep hole, F-boy. You little by the jerk. Way, the best part about Tony's tweet Is that for the tampon emoji? He used a tamale. So... Not really sure if he's familiar with uh, either the feminine product or the food around the holidays in the Mexican culture. But nonetheless, that is the positive feedback in your update. Uh, If you want to find me on Twitter and see for yourself at the Jonas Knox, you don't have to follow me. I couldn't care less. But you can at least see for yourself the unedited versions of that and also the retweet of Iowa Sam's fake uh, cat crap that he brought in to work with him today. So there's the update on all that stuff. All right. Moving on. So people have been kind of giving us a hard time here when it came to Knox Locks. Not a great season. We talked about it uh, just to catch you up to speed. Little recap, five games below 500, final two weeks of the regular season, needed to go 6-0 and to finish above 500. Did just that. Went 6-0. and Unprecedented. Everybody's talking about the Mike Tomlin streak. We're trying to keep a streak. Never having a losing year in the history of Knox Locks. We did that. Then when it came to the postseason, absolutely brutal start. Was 3-7 and seven through the first two weeks. Ended up going perfect in the conference championship games. Also parlayed the two conference championship games. Counted that as three wins because I said, I'm going to parlay it. That means I need both of those to hit or else... It's a complete loss all the way around. Parlayed it. Both those hit. We went to the Super Bowl, had the Chiefs plus one and a half, ended up hitting on that. So ended up finishing 500 in the playoffs. I'll take it. It wasn't great. It's, it wasn't a losing record. That's all we were hoping for based on the, on the start there. But I will go ahead and I'll take that. Here's the other controversy, because I would like to point this out. Everybody's celebrating a couple of things here or focused on a couple of things. Let me tell you how a degenerate gambler thinks, right? And by the way, this is how you know Calvin Ridley, who's applying for reinstatement, is not a degenerate gambler, right? I know degenerate gamblers. Calvin Ridley's not one of them. Him placing a couple of parlays for a total of like $1,500 over like a two or three day span, like those are rookie bets. Like those are rookie picks. Parlays are for rookies right they're like you it's like a cheap thrill like oh my god you get greedy it's like you know you got 10 bucks on you you go to the dollar store you go there to pick up a bottle of windex next thing you know you've got chapstick uh you've got some toothpaste you've got like a a frying pan that you didn't really need it's like oh you're at the dot why not just add it all in it's only a buck that's what parlays are You add a bunch of stuff together. He does like a bunch of six or 17 parlays. You're hoping to hit it big. It almost never happens. That's why nobody ever does it really who's a professional. So this is how you know Calvin Ridley's not a degenerate. Because I can almost assure you, Calvin Ridley didn't have these two bets on his docket. But I did. That's the difference. Everybody's celebrating Harrison Butker for kicking the game-winning field goal at the Super Bowl. Let me tell you why Harrison Butker sucks. All right? Let me tell you why he's kind of like Mike Vanderjack, who's really good, but then there's times where he stinks. And if you play fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about. He'll just miss an extra point, like multiple times. And he doesn't miss it by a lot. He, his leg is so strong that it like goes over the cross or goes over the upright, but a little bit to the right or the left. So that way it counts as a miss. Or if like he does miss a kick, it goes out of the stadium. Like, I mean, it's impressive, but still kind of sucks. Cause he, he didn't do his job yet. There's never any threat of Harrison Butker losing his job. You know I'm that? Like anybody else, they miss a couple of kicks they, uh, they, they have an issue and all of a sudden you're looking around going, all right, I, I guess we're going to have to bring in kickers. I, I, I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to go ahead and uh, we're, we're going to have to start looking around for somebody else to bring in and, and see if they can do the job. Like Brett Maher is a great kicker. He missed a couple extra points in a row. And next thing you know, Dallas is saying, we're not bringing in a kicker. But then they went ahead and brought in somebody to work out during the week, just in case he has another meltdown in San Francisco like that. So like, but you never hear about that with Harrison Butker. I never hear these stories about him. But let me tell you why Harrison Butker sucks. All right, let me tell you. I had the Chiefs to score 10 points first. right. Chiefs to score 10. They go down seven, nothing, and then they roll back through. And Travis Kelsey has a great drive, catches the touchdown, all of that stuff. And it's tied seven apiece. And then they get a stop. And then Kansas City's got an opportunity to kick a field goal and get to 10 points. Would have helped me win 20 bucks. I know that. What does Harrison Butker do? Of course he hits it off the upright. (laughs) Why wouldn't he? What? of course he does. But don't worry, he'll kick the game winner later on and everybody will be focused on that. Never mind the fact that I got shafted $20 because that guy does what he does a lot and if you're a Chiefs fan or you've owned Harrison Butker in fantasy football or you've had money on Kansas City at certain points, you know this, he usually does this. He misses kicks right when you need it most. But it always flies under the radar. So I got screwed there. And then, while everybody else in Philadelphia... And people that hate the Chiefs are bitching and moaning about the holding penalty on Bradbury and Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, everybody's talking about that, never mind the fact that he held him a couple of times on that play. But while everybody's focused on that, let me tell you where I got screwed. I had Juju Smith-Schuster to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl at any point, plus 285. If Bradbury doesn't hold him there, he probably gets beat. And it's probably a touchdown. And it would have paid me. But no, 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 no. Let's focus on your own problems. Let Keep being selfish. Don't think about the rest of us here who scoured the prop market to try and make a wager and try and make a little bit of coin. All right, You know what it's like to have to tell your wife and family, hey, guess what? Can't do dinner tonight. Why? Well, because... Daddy decided to put 20 bucks on Juju Smith TikTok boy to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen because he got held and everybody's focused on that. You know what that's like? That's a humiliating feeling, knowing that you actually put your hard-earned money. I took food out of my child's mouth because I had confidence in TikTok boy and it didn't happen. All right, So I got job there. And I would also like to say this. For everybody out there, that's talking about how Kansas City, there's a, there, Kansas City is a, there's a favorable sort of, you know, tone when it comes to Kansas City. They get all the calls. The NFL wants the Chiefs to win because we've seen multiple games in a row where, where there were penalties called late that led to, that led to game winning kicks. And all, like, everybody's focused on that, right? Everyone wants to talk about Kansas City and Kansas City getting all the calls and all that. A couple of things. Number one. The Joseph Asai hit on Patrick Mahomes was out of bounds. There was a flag thrown, and there should have been. That was a penalty. They got it right. And number two, James Bradbury held Juju Smith-Schuster multiple times on the play. They threw the flag as they should have. It was the right call. I don't care when it happened. I don't care that, well, you got to let him play at that point. Stop. It was a penalty, both were the right call, they made the decision, it was the right decision. Let's not make this out to be Saints-Rams-NFC title game, and a blown P.I. that was an obvious call to everybody on the field and anybody watching in real time. Let's not try and make it seem like that. Those were both fouls. They called it. They called it when they did. I don't want to hear anything about, well, they tried to gift the Chiefs a Super Bowl. Because I would also like to point this out. If the NFL is siding with Kansas City in all these situations, why did they call Chris Jones for one of the most egregious roughing the passer penalties you will ever see against Derek Carr earlier in the season? You remember that play? Where Chris Jones stripped the football, had possession of the ball, and they still called him for roughing the passer. You remember that play? That was on the Chiefs. So go away with all that garbage. There's no bias to try and get Kansas City a Super Bowl. Stop. They made the right calls, and they've blown some other ones that haven't favored Kansas City as well, too. So there is your gambling slash Super Bowl 57 slash real reason to bitch and complain portion of this program here that is your recap here on fox sports radio jonas knox with you here you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app as we bring this show to you live here from the tire studios and again you can get me on twitter at the jonas knox at the jonas knox on twitter all right it's so coming up next one nfl team has apparently had it with one of their best players we'll tell you who that is that's next And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks
0: with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we are going to get... uh, there's the potential of something happening. I'll just put it this way. There's a potential of something happening in the NFL, and if it does, this is the time to make it happen. It do- there, there is an element to this. It does make a lot of sense, but we'll have that for you again a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR from the TireRack.com studios. All right, so... I always tell you, you can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. There's a hun- you know, hundreds of affiliates because there are like you all over the country. It's like one of my favorite things to do when I'm driving around in random parts of the country. I'll just put it on scan and I'll listen to local radio shows and whatnot. I can remember uh, when we were going out to the Breeders' Cup, driving through Kentucky, and I was listening to Kavino and Rich. It was just cool. Like, you listen on the radio, old school, no satellite. You know, I just wanted to go old school. So you can listen to this show. There's a bunch of different ways you can hear us and and find Fox Sports Radio. And it's sad because there's for sure somebody who's not doing any of that right now. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Because he's on his darkness retreat. So while you're listening to Fox Sports Radio and we're all having a good time here on a Saturday, you know, first weekend post NFL, Aaron Rodgers is in some cabin in the middle of nowhere snorting weed off a piece of tree bark. Like it's just and whatever he's doing. Listen, the darkness, like I don't I don't get it. I mean, I know that there's, you know, some candlelight that's been, you know, mixed in here. You know, I'm assuming those are unscented candles because scented candles could kind of throw you off. And again, pro tip, like to share this information. Somebody who's a big candle aficionado, if you want to know how a candle is really going to smell, never smell the candle, smell the inside of the lid. That is how you get the true scent of what the candle smells like when it burns. That's true. 100% fact. That is 100% a fact. And so Aaron Rodgers is is doing his thing and trying to figure out what he wants. And, you know, that's cool. There was also his little back and forth, you know, uh, on the Pat McAfee show saying, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, they don't know bleep about me. They're not in my inner circle, uh, which just tells me that they did get it right. Because the speculation, and Ian Rappaport was reporting on this, I think, last week, it was that Aaron Rodgers was starting his darkness retreat this past Monday. So Rogers on Tuesday shows up on the Pat McAfee show and then says, no, no, no. It was always the plan to be this weekend. It was never going to be on Monday. That was never going to be the case. It was all. And then he used a bunch of vulgarity and curse words. and was really fired up about it, which tells me it absolutely was supposed to be on Monday. He got pissed off because Ian Rappaport got the information and so he had to try and figure out a way that he could prove that they don't have access to him and his mind and his knowledge. So he moved it back a week. It's, it's this whole back and forth, this game to where he wants to be forthcoming and then not forthcoming. It just whatever. And I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I like the fact that he used immunized. I thought it was funny. I'm sorry if that offends you. I thought it was funny that people got outraged over that stuff. I found it hilarious. His conversations with Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk are always fun. But some of this stuff, it's like, all right, this is semantics. You know, it's like, eh, you don't know as much about me as you think you do. And watch this. I'll do the opposite. It's just a little weird. But there's this report out that while he's doing his darkness retreat, you know, like he's just like kind of hanging out, you know, like uh, middle of nowhere, candlelight. You know, there's like there's like one faucet in the entire place. It's got like, you know ecto cooler and like some WD-40 draining out the bottom of it to give this other scent to the building and kind of get like, there's all this weird sort of crap that's happening. Bob McGinn, who's been covering the Packers for a long time. He's with golongtouchdown.com, which is a, a site that does really good work with Tyler Dunn. He has said that the Packers are fed up with Aaron Rodgers. They're sick of it. They're over it. They're ready to go with Jordan Love. They're ready to move on. It's, they're, just, they're tired of it. They're tired of the act. They're tired of all the, this stuff. And they're ready for this to be over. And if that's the case, that leads me to believe that Aaron Rodgers is probably also aware of this. And that Aaron Rodgers has at least had some sort of an inclination because he's gotten a little bit of a vibe from Green Bay that this is the direction we're going to go. And if you're the Packers and you're looking around, at some point you got to see what you got in Jordan Love. You have to. It's not like this is a brand new regime who didn't draft Jordan Love and they just inherited this guy that was traded up for and with a and used a, a first round pick on and then or, or a guy that you traded up for in the draft to use a a pick on. And this is it's not like these these are other people that made this move. It's the same regime. If they liked Jordan Love then, and they've reportedly gotten the inclination that he's ready to go and the next heir apparent and all the other things, if they liked him then, they probably still like him now. Like, the past couple of years, like, this was the final run. If you actually look at it, this was the final run of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and it makes a lot of sense that it would be, which is why the loss to Detroit when they had everything on the table for him to go to the playoffs was so disappointing. Which is why the meltdown special teams-wise against San Francisco the year before was so disappointing. Or the year before that when they had home field advantage also and they lost to Tampa Bay. Like, all of these things that have transpired, there were near misses for Green Bay. That was your opportunity. That was your window. He gave you back-to-back MVP seasons... You came back this year. He was a little banged up. They were off to a bad start. They went on a run. You had everything on the table for you against Detroit, and you lost. That's why you look at this situation and you go, okay, it does now kind of make some sense. Because you got Jordan Love. You got to find out whether or not you're going to want to work with him long term or whether or not he's the guy. According to Bob McGinn, the Packers feel like he's the next heir apparent. He's the quote-unquote second coming which would actually be the third coming because you had Brett Favre, then you rolled it into Aaron Rodgers, and then you know, you're hoping it's going to roll into Jordan Love, now does make all the sense in the world. I also don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring at all for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's like $50, $60 million involved. Who's walking away from that? It's why when Matt Stafford decided to come back, everyone was like, oh, he's decided to come back. We thought he might retire. You know how much money he's going to make this year? He's not going anywhere. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid. And also, does he actually want to go in the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady? Probably not. I'd like to, I'd like to distance myself from him as much as possible. I, I'd like to go ahead and, and not be anywhere near him. If it means playing another year or another two years and, and kind of putting together mediocre seasons, if that's the case, that's the case. But I'm a 1st bout Hall of Famer. I'd like to have my own shine. I don't have to worry about being playing second fiddle to Tom Brady when I've been doing that for the last 10 years because he's out winning Super Bowls and I haven't done anything since 2011 so all of that leads me to believe Rogers is going to be somewhere else whether it's Vegas who the hell knows whether it's the Jets they're talking to Derek Carr who the hell knows but it does feel like when he comes out of this darkness in the middle of wherever he's at who knows it could be like you know, a, a a a an old burned down Applebee's in the middle of of Wisconsin somewhere. I have no idea. Wherever the hell he's at. When he comes out of this, he's going to say, I'd like to play again. It's going to be elsewhere. And that's why you're seeing these other reports of the Packers getting ready to move on. Aaron Rodgers getting a little bit feisty. I think everybody knows the breakup is, is eventually going to happen. It's probably going to happen this offseason, and we're going to get some clarity on that in the next few days as soon as Aaron Rodgers decides to turn the lights on and realize, oh yeah, they are paying the electricity here, and I do have access to my Wi-Fi, and I can read all about this on GoLongTouchdown.com. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports radio by the way we are brought to you by dollar shave club still overpaying for a razor in this economy gross with dollar shave club you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price dollar shave club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle that's it that's the ad we are going to get into the situation in the nfl for one team that if you were going to make a bold move this would be the off-season to do it. We'll have that for you next on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Monsi.
2: Bolaños. Bolaños!
3: Let the, Let the update, update take, take you over, over Bolaños! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! We did it, Monsi. That was perfect.
2: It was. Guys, we, we, I think we're done. I think we can wrap it up now. Yep. That was pretty good. I'll see you guys. Take care. <laughs> Oh. By the way,
3: did you have you gotten a glimpse at Iowa Sam's fake cat crap that he brought with? You know, him? not in, you I,
2: I don't, I, not in person because I okay. saw it in the. Other, I'm in the other studio, so I did see it when he was holding it up very proudly. <laughs> uh, I have not gone to look at it up close in person because I, I don't believe it's fake. I so just it, refuse to believe it. So
3: it's <laughs> not like one of those things where they bring the Stanley Cup around, everybody wants their picture with right. it. Right? No, no, yeah, no. You're not gonna pull that. Okay, yes, I got but you. if he does,
2: I if he does bring it around, I will need white gloves.
3: Okay, that is good. 1,000%. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> so
2: nasty. Oh, so 100%. nasty. Let's do that. Yeah. Four games going on right now in college basketball. Number six, Texas losing to Oklahoma 53-50 to with about 11 minutes left in the game. Number 19, Iowa State losing to number 12, Kansas State 41-38 to with about 12 minutes left in the second half. And number 15, Miami has a slight lead against Wake Forest 74-71, to seven minutes left in that one. And number 22, TCU just having their way with Oklahoma State, 63-38 to 38, with 13 minutes to go in the game. One upset already in the books. Kentucky took down number 10, Tennessee, 66-54. I mean, Kentucky was up by 20 at halftime, and they just never looked back. The All-Star Weekend is here in the NBA, and John Moran just showcased his fresh, icy grill. For the weekend, so he's got a bunch of diamonds on his teeth right now. It looks like like a little bit of braces going on. I'm not going to lie to you.
3: So Uh, how does how does a grill? So is it like a mouthpiece? Does it stay on permanently? How does that work? No,
2: I don't. I'm telling you, looking at it, it looks like maybe maybe like some diamonds. It's diamonds. He said it costs thirty thousand dollars, and his quote is, "If you do the diamonds, you got to go big."
3: His grill costs thirty thousand dollars. His grill
2: for the All-Star Weekend. Yeah. That, that's
3: like <laughs> my my car cost twenty back in two thousand six. So his, yeah. His teeth, his fake teeth, mm. are thirty thousand dollars.
2: Correct, correct. And I, and it doesn't even look like diamonds to me. Honestly, it looks like he has braces, which there's nothing wrong with that. I had braces. But it just looks like he's got, you know, something going on in his mouth, but it's not as shiny as I would hope if I paid $30,000. You know what I'm saying?
3: I got veneers, and I'm just wondering if they're like veneers where you like, uh, they like go. Because look, I basically have toilet lids for teeth. Like, it's just, it, it is what it is. But, so I'm just wondering. I, they're porcelain. I'm not lying. I, just wondering: is it like uh, is it is it like a mouthpiece?
4: And do no. people do the top no, and the bottom? The permanent diamonds that get put in, you can actually pull them out with tweezers. Really? So if ah. you ever go party with him and he gets knocked out, drunk, <laughs> instead of drawing a mustache on him, get some tweezers and wow. get yourself some bangs. It,
3: uh, so that's or like no. the, so that's like the uh, removing of catalytic converters on a human <laughs> being. Like, that's what that is. <laughs> Did that's you hear good. about
2: that guy? I think it was here in Los Angeles. With Trying to steal what did you? What is it called? The catalytic oh, the converter.
3: Catalytic converter. Yeah,
2: and the person was sleeping yep. in her car, and she heard something, turned on the car, and ran him over and killed him. <laughs> No, That just happened. Really? Yes. Uh-oh. He didn't know that there was somebody sleeping in the car. It was a girl. She woke up, turned the car on, ran him over, killed him.
3: <laughs> Good. I, maybe, I mean, a, right? By the yeah. way, maybe, maybe that's what happened to that mountain lion out here. Maybe Aww. he's trying to steal a catalytic converter. <laughs> that's terrible. Somebody stepped on the
2: gas. Oh, that's terrible. The Genesis <laughs> Invitational continues, and Max Homa is now at the top of the leaderboard all alone at 12 under par. Tiger Woods is in the game. Sure, yeah, he is one under. Par. And the last thing I'll tell you, because it's freaking awesome, Diana Taurasi, who is 40 years old, is returning for a 19th season with the Phoenix Mercury on a multi-year deal. So the, w- the WNBA's all-time leading scorer is not done.
3: And she's the goat, right?
2: The goat, yeah, yes, 1,000 yeah. percent. Freaking awesome! You yeah. go, girl. Good for her. Back to you. Jonas by the way, Knox. by the way, went
3: overseas, made some real money. And yeah. Said, All right, I'll do this. You know, I'll so do it's another. Like, yeah. Why it's, not? Like, it's like when uh, David Beckham and some of these other guys, these soccer players from Europe, they go over there with the with you know better against better competition. They make some money and then they come over to 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 out here and they go. You know, we'll take a little bit of coin here on a retirement tour. Why right. not? Yeah. Take a little bit of cash there for for Leitner's her career. Already the WMBH uh, scoring champion. Yep. Already going to be the GOAT? Why not? Why you not? you can still play, it's a hell of a retirement gig.
2: Totally. I'm with you. Good if I her. could still play, I'd do it, too. Yeah. Did yeah you play yeah. basketball? I did play basketball. No, I had a yeah. killer shot. Did you? I did. I'd okay. be in the three-point shooting contest this weekend if I could pick.
3: What about, like, soccer? Softball? I didn't. I
2: did not play soccer because it runs the same as volleyball. So I played volleyball. And uh-huh. I did play softball. I hated it. I, I thought it was so boring. Uh, hold on a second. Huh?
3: Hispanic... Like, no soccer?
2: <laughs> no soccer, but my brother played uh, many, many years, and he had a great career. He won a ton of championships in, in college. He was, like, MVP of the nation. He was a big, big soccer player. And so I, it, I, it was I mean, definitely in my family, but I chose to play volleyball instead of soccer were during they the winter di- season. Be
3: honest. Were winter? they disappointed with you a little when you didn't play soccer? No. Because, okay, because I'll tell you this. Like, my, my wife's family's Mexican. If, if my son...
2: Yeah, I'm not playing
3: soccer. I want to play football, which I'm hoping for. But if he does say that to them, they're going to be pissed. I'm just telling you right now. No,
2: not at all. Not at all. Give me back my son.
3: Thank you. (laughs) That's really something. By the way, it's nice to have uh, Kirk Gibson. or What's his name? What's that guy? Mel Gibson? Whatever, Kirk, Kirk Gibson. Are we Gibson talking ever. about
2: a baseball uh, player yeah, or who an knows? actor? What uh, we, sorry,
3: we had Mel Gibson and Marshawn Lynch join us here, and maybe Kirk Gibson, too. Who knows? Maybe he'll be here also. Uh, it is uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Monty. Yeah. Also provided us some, uh, some clarity on Tampon Gate, involving Seriously. Tiger Woods earlier. It was
2: funny. <laughs> he, uh, called you, it was. he called you a girl in a funny way. <laughs>
3: Tiger Woods also joining us (laughs) there. Oh, my God. Sam, you're an idiot. Uh, All right. So it is. uh, You can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Sox. But right now it is time for the progressive play of the day.
4: Toppin holding the ball. Bounces it to Wallace, who's posting up. He's got it 15 feet out. Working against Mayshock. Holding the ball. Eight to shoot it. Wallace off a pick. Into the paint. Bounce pass to.
1: Yeah. for a We're dunked the pick and roll. There
3: you go. Any doubt about that when he goes up like that? Kentucky, take it down. Number 10, Tennessee. That was earlier. Tom Leach of the UK Sports Network on the call. That is your Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So we are going to have the scraps coming up here. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. So that will be happening here in about 10 minutes from now. I do want to mention this quickly before we get to break. So there's a lot of people that are throwing out this scenario. It's kind of a dream scenario for some people that are saying, well, you know, should the bears trade Justin Fields and then draft Bryce Young, number one overall? First of all, I, I think that's a long shot to happen, but if you were going to make a case for a bold move like that to happen, now's the perfect time to make that move. And it's also not the craziest thought in the world, just from this standpoint, the these current Bear front office staff members, this coaching staff, these people, invo- they didn't draft Justin Fields. They have no ties to him. They inherited him. And while he's been a great representation and he may not like playing on the lakefront and all that stuff, but I mean, let's be honest, who does? And that may have bothered some Bears fans. Well, while, while he's, you know has done his part and was the best player on that team and was close to setting a rushing record, but he didn't play the final week of the season and he's shown real promise and an ability that maybe nobody else in the league, in the history of the league has ever had just based on his, you know, what he was pacing to do and, and everything else. Like he was on pace to break all these, he's shown you some stuff. Like he's got arm talent. He's got arm ability But if they fall in love with a Bryce Young and they go and they check him out and they're seeing him in person and they're seeing everything that he does and they have conversations with him, there's no real ties for them to Justin Fields. And if you're doing a real rebuild, and this is a full tear-it-down rebuild, why wouldn't you entertain this? Like, you know who else they didn't have ties with that was from the previous regime? Khalil Mack. Traded. Robert Quinn, traded. Roquan Smith, traded. Allen Robinson, gone. You can go down the list of moves that the current front office, Ryan Poles and Company, have made, and they've all been to tell you we got nothing to do with the previous regime. This is a new show in town. We got a new coach, we got a new front office, we're making a new team. Justin Fields falls in line with a lot of that. Now, I think it's too bold of a move. I I would bet against it. I think it should be a heavy underdog that it happens. But if you were going to make the case for something like this happening... Now's the time that would make a ton of sense there in Chicago. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, though, we're going to put a bow on this bad boy. It's the scraps. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, including somebody not happy with their organization. It's yours right here on FSR.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Sports Radio, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. It'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. I will tweet out a link to that podcast. Uh, if for whatever reason you can't find it on the website, at the Jonas Knox, as soon as it's up, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Make sure you stick around. A little over 10 minutes from now from the Tyrac.com studios. Steve Hartman and Mike Harmon will be taking over the airwaves. So that'll be a fun listen. Make sure you're here for that again a little over 10 minutes from now. Actually, got to see the great Steve Hartman yesterday at a local uh, uh, Petros and Money, which is a local show on the Blowtorch, AM 570 LA Sports out here in Southern California with Petros Papadakis and Matt Money Smith. They had a live broadcast from a place right up the road from me out here in Thousand Oaks. And I saw Steve Hartman and sure. Steve Hartman's also from the area. And uh, Steve Hartman was holding court. yet everybody trying to uh, coming up to Steve, talking to him. He was on the radio in Southern California for years and years. And so they're all, you know, trying to get his autograph. He was holding court. He was up on the stage, oh, multiple <laughs> segments, I even saw Steve Hartman holding a little bit of a, a, little bit of a beer, a craft beer in a fancy little glass uh. real celebrity sighting there. I saw him and said, Steve, what's happening? And he's like, uh, what's your name again? And I say, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, uh, that's a good talk. So very humbling moment with the great Steve Hartman. So make sure you stick around. Uh, he will be on the air with Mike Harmon again, 10 minutes from now on FSR, but right now it's time for us to put a bow on this bad boy with this. <laughs> Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Danny G, to find out what the hell we've missed. Danny?
4: All right. The Brewers 2021 NL Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns, lost his salary arbitration case. Going to cost him almost $1 million. But he says what hurts him the most is the words the Brewers used during the hearing. Burns says he was put in the forefront of the reason why they didn't make the postseason in 2022. His fault. His fault. Brewers president Matt Arnold has been backpedaling since, saying that arbitration is uncomfortable, and they view Corbin as one of the leaders of their franchise.
3: Okay. Um, I know this <laughs> This is pretty... This is one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot when you go to these arbitration cases, because they're basically trying to get the best deal, so they're going to tell you how bad you are just to try and get the best deal. Like, like it's a negotiation in public, and... I have a friend whose brother is currently in Major League Baseball, multi-time all-star, really good player, World Series champ, like really good player, and was going into arbitration with a team that he had been with for a while that really, really liked him. They had a great relationship, and he was going to bring his wife to the arbitration hearing. And My friend said to him, yeah, that's not a good idea. Like, listen to me, brother. That's not a good idea. Why not? Because she's not going to like what she hears. Because it gets personal. It's why Derek Jeter, remember when Derek Jeter was so bitter at the Yankees before his final contract? because he couldn't believe for everything he'd done that they were trying to short him on whatever he thought he, he deserved or was going to get. It just, This stuff gets personal, but it is pretty funny that, uh, that you know he let this be known publicly right at the start of spring training. What else we got?
4: Alright, I'm surprised you missed this. In China, a man won 10 million yen in the lotto two years ago. That's 1.5 million US dollars. His wife was one of the last to find out. The day the money was deposited into his account, he transferred three to his sister, then spent $100,000 to buy his ex-wife an apartment. To no surprise, his wife eventually finds out about what's going on, files for divorce. She asks the judge to have all their property equally split, including the remaining winnings, and asks the court to have her soon-to-be ex-husband pay her two-thirds of the $400,000 he gave to his sister and ex Finding that the man had gone to great lengths to hide the money from his spouse, the court ruled that it was embezzling and agreed he should pay her two hundred and forty thousand extra dollars. So this dude hides oh, this no. from his wife, Jonas, and she gets most of the cash now.
3: I mean, but this is the, like lesson learned, All right? You, you try and you try and scam somebody, and you're going to end up getting popped. This is to it now. And so, what is that? So is he going to get to keep any of the money? Like, how does the math work on that with taxes and everything else involved? Does he get any anything when it's all said and done?
4: What's crazy is this is not the first time in China this has happened. Last year, a man won thirty two million, and he told the media he was not going to tell his family so that they wouldn't become conceited. China. I mean, <laughs>
3: people do not like
4: to share with their
3: family there. Barely not. Like, there is no trust. Like, nobody nobody trusts their family when they're winning the lotto in China, apparently. I mean, look.
4: Do you trust your wife?
3: (laughs) I mean, you know, eh, probably not. But listen, I can understand, you know, you you win the lottery. You want to get all the shine. You don't want to have to share, you know, some of the spotlight with everybody else. You're the one that picked the numbers, not them. Jonas,
1: son of a bitch.